the biggest part was myself and uh, you know physicality. I felt like the, I wasn't locked in in the first quarter, you know, especially on the defensive rebound. And uh, I just, you know, as a team and especially myself, we just turned it around in the second half. It's back, according to Rudy Gobert. The physicality of the team defensively has spurred them on to what they've done over the last couple of weeks. And I hate to play I am right all the time. Please let me know when I'm wrong because I have been wrong and I will be wrong in the future. But on Round Ball Roundup here on utahjazz.com with J.P. Chunga, I told you about how huge the two-week stretch from OKC to Miami would be, how confidence would be something that you need to see out of that group and how it would translate to games going forward. And it translated to Saturday night as the Jazz beat the Clippers, a perennial top-two team in this Western Conference that everybody who watches this league acknowledges. Utah went out there and beat them, has the season series so far in their favor 2-1, and they did it in impressive fashion. 120-107. to We'll review that and also look ahead to this week because looking at the schedule continues to be a very fascinating watch. We saw a complete turnaround in that game just of mentality and focus from Rudy Gobert and down. First quarter wasn't great for the Utah Jazz. They go minus 13 in the rebounding margin, flip it in the second quarter, plus four in their favor, and end the game plus one in the rebounding advantage. That's completely understanding what you need to do and going out and executed a game plan that was so good. They corralled and contained Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in part due to Royce O'Neal, who had a phenomenal game guarding both of those guys because he's the best perimeter defender on this team, and then also, Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert, as it always comes down to, it's going to be Rudy Gobert leading the charge defensively, and he is playing at a stellar level right now. He controlled the game on that end and allowed Donovan Mitchell to go off in the fourth quarter. Kawhi and PG, in that final frame, they just have two points. Overall, in the entire 48, 12 of 44 from the field, 39 points combined clippers in that entire final fourth quarter they have just two offensive rebounds after they were going off in the first quarter utah switched it on defensively finished possessions with defensive rebounds and were able to get the victory that confidence that they built over the stretch that i identified is pivotal to them getting it on on saturday night Oh, and by the way, they added Jordan Clarkson, who gave them a punch off the bench as well. This is a completely different team from what we saw from the first portions of the season. Shouldn't hide away from that. Jordan Clarkson clearly is a game changer. Him being involved while allowing Donovan going off for 30, he can learn from some of the manipulations that Donovan does in his own pick and roll. But Clarkson is a capable scorer in his own right. He's Walter White. The man cooks. He completely can transform a bench unit that was a little down, sluggish, to being electric in the way that he can do it. 19 points on the night for Clarkson. And listen to what Joe Ingles had to say about JC because the man is confident. We've seen who he is and what kind of what he does. And not too different, I guess, from playing against him in terms of what he's done for us. Um, 
kind of been out there being aggressive obviously can create his own shot I think we've one of the only times this year I've, the shot clock was under four and he was calling for it and he wanted the ball to, to be able to create a shot and um, it's what we need we, we need someone like that and um, I think obviously the second game was he was probably a bit more comfortable after having a practice and being around the group for more than six hours or whatever it was on the, the first day he got here so um, yeah, obviously we love what he brings, and uh, I think he'll I think he'll keep getting better and better because he's only been here for a handful of days so far. New to the team, probably still learning terminology and trying to understand the complete offensive system, and he's still calling for the ball four seconds with a shot clock. That's a guy that knows he's a proven scorer and is going to provide that type of thing in a winning scenario. He had the highs of LeBron with that finals run, and then saw it cave in once he left. And I'm sure if you're Jordan, you appreciate what an opportunity you have here in a winning situation. Winning breeds that confidence. And for Jordan Clarkson to come on this team and have the confidence and willingness to ask for the ball late in the shot clock, he can continue to star on this bench. Utah's defense, though, in the fourth quarter, it was it. Already mentioned the Kawhi and Paul George numbers. It's Gobert being able to guard so much space. Finding the right sweet spot of detracting a paint drive and forcing a mid-range shot. It's masterful to watch. On the other end, Donovan goes for closing time. Mitchell in the fourth with eight. Couple of mid-range jumpers that sealed it. Had the hammer dunk. That had him go through flight. The pump fake past Kawhi shows the respect that this guy has from one of the best defenders in the entire league. His outside shot has improved so dramatically from where it started in his career to where it is right now. You come out of the league and you're shooting 34% from three and it's steadily gotten better. 36 last year, 35 right now as it's creeping back up to that 36 mark and it can get better. He was sensational. That unit without Mike Conley and we've discussed how the Conley lineup has a plus 17 advantage in terms of differential on cleaning the glass. The starting unit of Donovan, Royce, Boyan, Joe, Rudy, that lineup is plus 21.6 in the differential according to cleaning the glass. 120 points per 100 possessions on offense, 98.3 points per possession on defense. And then the other lineup that I'm really loving right now, Emmanuel Moutier out there with that group just inserted in place of Donovan that group's plus 23.7 in their differential. That defense is 89.4, and the offense is 113. Chemistry and confidence against these great teams can buoy you to a really good run in the second half of the season. Look at Utah so far this year when it comes to playing the good teams and the bad teams. Jazz against teams below 500, 14-3. That's better than the Clippers, that's better than the Nuggets, that's better than the Rockets, that's better than the Mavericks. Everybody above them, except the Lakers, have a worse record against teams below 500. Now, against teams above 500, Utah 6-9. And, and it was already a brutal stretch to the start of the season. Tack onto it the fact that Mike Conley's not out there for this team. And we won't see Mike Conley out there for 
a little bit, so we won't see exactly what the Jazz will be this year when it comes to the playoff time. Things have also transformed on the bench side. Jordan Clarkson coming to this game, it just looks like a fit. It just looks right. He's succeeding. Next grouping of teams, and we're doing the same type of deal that I did before. This stretch, call it three weeks from the start of the year. New year, when we're starting to write 19 when it should be 20. Chicago, Orlando, New Orleans, New York, Charlotte, Washington, Brooklyn. Most challenging game start of the new year in the first three weeks is Indiana, and that comes on Martin Luther King Jr. Day on the 20th. Utah has the chance to rack up a lot of victories against the Eastern Conference and against lower-level teams in the West. New Orleans and Sacramento. Those three losses that we mentioned already before, the below 500 teams, those sting. However, everybody above you has more than three losses to below 500 teams. Yes, it'd be great if you flipped that Memphis and that Sacramento game where you lost by one point each in those outings. In the course of an NBA season, those type of things happen. And the embarrassment, check the tweets, you've got the receipts of what happened after Utah lost to OKC at home to where the team is now, where the consensus is this is the statement victory, this is the signature victory. It's a good win in the story of the Utah Jazz. I'm not sure they've scratched exactly the entire ceiling of what this team could be with Jordan Clarkson out there and what Mike Conley can be on the floor. It's still going to be fascinating to watch what happens while Mike comes back. Joe Ingles in the starting lineup. Lineup's been working, and he's found his groove. Since OKC, Ingles with 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 56% from the field, and launching 6.93s a game. Beginning of the year, he was averaging 4.4 attempts from distance and shooting just 31%. Now he's launching those shots, taking those opportunities, hearing everybody yell, Shoot, Joe! It's translating to what we see on the court and and how this team is really looking great. Tonight, Utah takes on the Detroit Pistons, losers of six of the last seven. They just gave up 136 to the Spurs. Griffin struggled against San Antonio. Watch that one. He went three of 16 from the field. His made attempts came from three-point land where he went three of 10 just 12 points on the night. I understand why they needed to do something with getting Blake Griffin. It has not looked like a fit as of right now. And he's doubtful tonight with knee soreness. It'll be the Drummond show, and more attention needs to be paid when it comes to offensive and defensive glass because Drummond is a Windex man. He can gobble those things up in bunches. We're all looking at these end-of-decade lists and what-ifs of the decade. It's never good when, for Detroit, your what-if is, what if we drafted Donovan Mitchell? They went with Luke Kennard, who is not going to be featuring in the game on Monday. Yeah, you'd be much better if you had Donovan Mitchell. However, he landed with the Jazz, and you've seen what's happened since. As Rod Beard of the Detroit Free Press put it, it's the reason why Stan Van Gundy is now sitting as a TV analyst now. Pistons, to me, they've been struggling defensively to find their identity. It's the reason why they're 22nd in the league, plummeting after that San Antonio performance. 
Utah should be able to score on this team, and if they stay locked in defensively, can win it. Chicago on Thursday is the start of a road swing out east for Utah. They'll go Orlando on Saturday and then New Orleans on Monday. Chicago in the same position as Detroit, except Bulls a little bit closer to that playoff line. You might look from afar and say, oh, wow, they beat the Clippers. How about that? And then examine it closer because Lou Williams was out, Kawhi was out, Patrick Beverly was out. Looks a little less impressive, but you have to consider that that was their only victory against an above 500 team, and it came against a lessened Clippers squad. We know that team's good when they have all of the powers that be available on the floor. That'll be a screwy matchup because of the way that that squad defends. They're an attacking style of defense that when it comes to pick and rolls, they are doubling on the ball, trying to trap you and get the ball out of the hands. So for Donovan in that game where he sees another defense, mind you, he he put up 30 against Pat Bev last time out. He's going to see another look, how he deals with it, how Jordan Clarkson deals with it, how Boyan deals with it. Joe, that aggressive style probably yield a lot of three-pointers, and you'll see Utah launching it from distance. Then it comes to a matter of make or miss, and if they make, they'll be fine. That aggressive style has yielded great results during December where they vaulted themselves to the number three defensive rating of the month. Seventh overall has them in position to potentially get their first winning month since 2017. Now, they would have to beat Milwaukee, But that puts in perspective how Bulls basketball has been as of late. We'll get you ready for Saturday's matchup against Orlando on the next program on Round Ball Roundup. Thank you so much for taking a listen to us here on utahjazz.com. Make sure to let your friends know. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Five stars and nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. I'm JP Chunga, and until next time, bye for now.